Welcome back to Voluminous Talks. I am the mighty master Voluminous. Teacher, commentator, and most importantly to you, storyteller. In this episode, we move on to chapter 13 of Vator Feel Free to Die. In the last chapter, famed news anchor Veronica Cruz, whose name we heard repeatedly during that brief saga of news reports featuring Vator's attacks, found herself to be a target of the Freebird Phantom, the Black Feather Killer, Vator himself. Now we see the consequences of that action, as well as what Tamika plans to do about it. Vator Feel Free to Die is available on Amazon, so feel free to read. Chapter 13. Do we run it? Tamika sits at her desk, looking over a story that was recently published by the Stardust Pistol. Famed news anchor Veronica Cruz was found dead in her hospital room this morning. She had apparently been shot in the head. This came after she had been attacked by the Blackfeather Killer, or Vator, as he had apparently called himself, in her own house last week. Her kneecaps had suffered open fractures. She was unconscious and tied to a kitchen chair, but alive. She had undergone surgery almost immediately. A week later, Veronica Maria Cruz is dead, and the journalistic community, Tamika included, is, rather, is taking it rather personally. I tell you, this freak's gotta be stopped, comes a voice from behind her. She turns around to see the editor-in-chief. Her boss, Gretchen Colbert. Who knows who he'll target next? Tamika nods gravely. It's beyond disgusting. She says, while Tamika and Cruz had anything but respect for each other, she was still a journalist. Damn it, she was a person. A human being, and she certainly did not deserve to have her kneecaps shattered like fine china and shot in the head while she was recovering. Wasn't it enough to cripple her? He waited until there was some kind of hope that she might walk again to finish her off, shooting at her through a window, no less. Which is why I wanted to talk to you. In my office, please. Tamika gets up, a little uneasily, and follows the middle-aged woman to her office. It is large, with bare beige-colored walls. A chestnut desk sits in the middle of it. A large window allows light to enter from behind the desk. Colbert sits down on the black leather office chair behind her desk and gestures for Tamika to, to do the same. The young journalist obliges. I've thought about your request, Colbert begins, her tone revealing nothing negative or positive for that matter. Colbert does this every time, never getting your hopes up nor dashing them. It can be both frustrating and nerve-wracking. Now, before I give you my answer, I want to know why you want this. Why you think we should spend time on this story? Once again, her tone and her face reveal nothing. This is a test. 
one that Tamika is prepared for. She simply says, I have to do this, Chief. Tamika's piercing teal eyes meet Colbert's wizened green eyes, and the editor smiles. All right, Ivanov, the story's yours. Just don't bite off more than you can chew. <laughs> I thought that came with the territory. Tamika smirks before leaving. Crazy kid, Colbert comments. She then smiles. Remind me of myself. Tamika makes it back to her desk just as her partner walks in. So, Cage, did you get what I asked? I swear, Ivanov, you'll be the death of me, he says, to which Tamika rolls her eyes. Anyway, I found a guy who works at a nightclub near the southeast block. Says he has some information on our feathered friend, but it'll cost us. Tamika sighs. She was expecting as much. How much? 500 head so. 500! He was going to charge twice that initially. Kahisos then smirks. But I used my signature charm to get him to take it down a notch. Tamika raises an eyebrow. Her skepticism apparent. Look, it was the best I could do. Take it or leave it. All right, all right. She says, raising her hands in mock defeat. Cage does not like when his charm is questioned. Which is why she often does so just to push his buttons. Regaining his composure, the photographer speaks. Anyway, what about you? Did the old lady go for it? Yep. We've been given the stamp of approval to move forward. Let's just hope your guys got the goods. Don't worry about it. Oh, sh... Why did you say that? He and Tamika both think at the same time. Every time he says that, they both end up regretting it. Tamika sighs. So why was he charging so much anyway? Kahiso shrugs. He's got valuable information, figures anyone looking for it would be desperate. Plus, he seemed a little on edge. He said he was only going to do it tomorrow night. That's his day off. Great! So we have a whole day to get 500 heads up. Kahiso smiles charmingly. And by we, you mean... Tamika sighs again. Me. Uh, for reference, Hedso is the currency in both Scotch and the entire T of Mortiferous Arcadia. There'll be more lore about that as the franchise and the universe expands. That was a pretty short one. You know what's funny? When this book was just a series of blog posts, this chapter, chapter 13, this very one, was once the most read chapter in the history of the story. It was crazy. No other chapter had reached it before or after up until chapter 20. And then chapter 20 just became insane got insane numbers. <laughs> we never really understood why. So, perhaps you can tell us by private message or a comment, whatever other communication. So, Tamika and Kakiso has found someone with information on Vator. I am very interested in what this information might be.
Unless it's a dud. You know, some people will do anything to get some money. Well, see you next week, then. Goodbye, listeners. Yeah, no evil laugh this time. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs>